Is that your horn? Yep. Does it work? <laughs> Everybody in the house just crapped their pants. Well, <laughs> I'm waiting for my wife to text me like, what the fuck are you doing, you moron? Because Daisy and Mabel are both asleep. There oh, is. oh she's is. calling me. She's calling me. She's calling me. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm going to put her on speaker. <laughs> hey, what's up? Jonathan? Yes, baby. Do not blow that horn again. The babies are asleep. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. You knew that. <laughs> I love you. I'm going to take the horn away. <laughs> Don't. You do not take my horn away. <laughs> You're my best friend. I'm so sorry. Are you, you streaming this right now? Do you what? Are you streaming this right now? No, not at all. <laughs> no, we don't we don't we're going live in like three minutes. Do you want me to blow it again whenever I whenever we no. stream? No. No? Okay. No. Well, should I have I should have saved it then, shouldn't I? Oh my gosh. What no. if I put I can go get a towel and put it underneath the crack in the door? No, that's not gonna work, John. It might. It's We've got the elephant work. wiener we can put underneath there. It's not going to work. Okay. I understand. I love you. I'm sorry. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> I knew that shit was coming. <laughs> what are you doing, you dipshit? I should have waited. I should have done that on in uh, on stream. Let oh my god. I, I cannot believe you did that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know what? And it's nice and compact. Yeah, yeah okay. it's great to great to cram it up your ass when you do that again. <laughs> She'll do that for sure, man. She'll do that for sure. Hello and welcome to Geeks Camp, the home of RPG goodness and general tomfoolery. My name is Zach. I'm a host. Joining me this evening for another crowdfunding corner. Uh, is the mayor of Fort Wayne, Troy Sandler. Hello to Hody. Hi. And then, uh, 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 let's see. What, what should we call you today? Uh, how about, um, uh, Dragonlance writer, John Christian. Uh, Degna is Paranith, my friends. I don't have a yodel today. And I've already did the Ricola. I don't have any, I've got no, I've got no other gag. You've got that mm-hmm. horn. I do have that horn. <laughs> I do. <laughs> uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. I have this. I have the horn for now. I have a feeling yeah. uh, it's either going away. to it's either going to be taken away and hidden or thrown away, or it, I might need a proctologist in the morning. I was going to say, I, ha- I have a feeling that the next time you blow that horn, you won't be using your mouth to do it. That's that's true. <laughs> that is true. I'm Fair enough. Fair got enough. into got into trouble. Just a little troubles. Mm-hmm. Someone's well, gonna hey, get grounded. Did, did you guys get any goodies <laughs> this week uh, before we get into these crowd fundas? I did. I did. Yeah. I've been waiting for this one. Um, so coming off the press, hot off the press, I got the Dragon Lance Companion by Splinterverse. Ooh. Uh, this is pretty slick, man. I mean, I think I feel like I deserves more of a. I may do like a full review. Um, mm. And some in some off hours here, but this is pretty slick. They've got subclasses for every class. The they got some some new character origins with where you can uh, playable characters for Draconian, Half Ogre, Thanoi, 
new spells, new backgrounds, uh, new feats, tons of new magical items, magical items that are actually not incorporated in existing uh, books, hmm. some, tre- uh, some trinkets, legacy items. They go into more detail about the gods of Kryn. Uh, it's actually, they go into a pretty good, they actually, there's one mechanic in here that I'll go into some more detail on when we, if I if hit the old record button on a review, but uh, one of the things I thought was fascinating was piety is a, mm. is a, like a score value. Is it something that you can accumulate? Uh, I haven't gotten far enough into it to figure out exactly what it does for you. I think what it may do is it gives you access to like earning and losing piety. Like so, so an example here, I guess would be who we want to use let's use a good god because they're nice they're they're good they're nice. uh they're i like them as uh, a boim habakkuk hmm. all right so habakkuk so yeah so let's where's earning and losing so increase your piety score with habakkuk through acts such as these defeating a threat to wildlife healing an injured beast impeding your or defeating a follower of zeboim uh your piety score decreases through acts such as these destroying a habitat failing to defeat a threat to wildlife etc etc so that's cool that's like uh it's almost like the old uh i remember in the dragonlance adventures book there was like a there was like a meter that was at the top of it where for your alignment where mm. as you did good acts evil acts or whatever you would like go up on a track or down in a track based on that whether you were sitting in the neutral position or whatever uh it's almost feels almost feels a little bit like that where if you lose so much piety, maybe your God stops answering your prayers. I'm not sure. I need to, I'm going to read more into it. I'm really excited. I only got this uh, a couple days ago and just have not had a chance to really dig into it yet, but so far so good, really, really good uh, art assets in it. They obviously spent a, a pretty good penny on trying to make this thing look as, as good as absolutely possible. I did notice out there, I'm just going to let everybody know, there's not much of it, but it, there is some AI art that's actually incorporated into this this product. Like I said, it, they don't take there's there's more than enough. I, I feel um, like uh, non AI art or whatever the whatever the, the antonym would be for AI art um, art art human human art. Right? There's more than enough that's in here. But let me tell you something. You want to talk about eye catching? Check out that cover. Holy that crap, that looks good. That is really, mm-hmm. really good. I love it. So uh, excited to get digging into that. Uh, that's mine. Zach, nice. did you get anything? I did. I got two things. Um, the first thing I got was a Kickstarter called Liminal. Um, Liminal with an underscore after it, if you search for it online. Um, this book is specifically called Liminal Survival Guide. Um it is a weird book that I haven't fully dove into yet, but it's it's a map making uh, exploration sort of uh, RPG um, about strange places and the spaces in between said places. I think, um, hmm. and it's just bizarre. Like I mean, like I don't know that I can say more than that, but I'm very glad that I picked it up. Um, this was a while back, I believe, and there's like very little art in here uh in the book it's a lot of tables there's a lot of like guidance for constructing your maps and and tables for room prompts and things like that but just a weird bizarre game and it came with a whole bunch of um like accessory trifolds and rack cards and stickers and stuff like that so um weird and strange super happy maybe i'll have more to say about it once I uh, dive fully in, but uh, 
the most exciting thing of the of the week was Pyroborg came in. Nice. And yeah, I saw you post about that. That's pretty awesome, man. It is gorgeous. Absolutely it is gorgeous. I'm not going to lie. This might be the coolest book I own. Like, wow. like it is freaking amazing on the inside. Like it, it feels so good. Like, like <clears throat> the pages are great. All the colors are great. The art's fantastic. Um, the, the, the book is bigger than you expect it to be. It's, I don't know, like a hundred and how many pages is this? Like 160 pages, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a nice compact, like six by nine, but, but, but thick. Um, every page is packed for the most part is packed with text. I would say that there is three times the content in this book that there is in like, say Morkborg. Like wow. it's ridiculous how much is packed into this. It looks um, chunky. It's Just chunky. It. Let me see the spine again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. look at that. That's awesome. It's yeah. Nice thick. Um. Yeah, I am. I am just blown away by this book. Um, this is Luke uh, Stratton and his brother Tyler did this. It was picked up by Free League, so Free League is publishing this alongside Morkborg right now. But like. There's so many cool things in here, um, and just you, you just want to like I just want to play the whole thing, right? Like I, like I like the classes, like classes like the Rapscallion, the Buccaneer, the Swashbuckler, the Sorcerer, um, the Hunted, the Haunted Soul, and the Tall Tale, but um, just. Ship combat, different types of ships, different types of archetype captains like inquisitors and naval masterminds. Then there's a whole section on different like necrotic cannons, a uh, whole section on Davy Jones, ghost zombie skeletons. Um, I don't know. There's like freaking so much. There's a whole there's a section on sea shanties, arcane rituals, um, tables out the wazoo. It's just impressive. Um, there's an actual adventure in it. Yes, Craig. Thank you. That's the best thing about it. Um, is it's a it's a core book that comes with an adventure. That's um, cool. And uh, this book also came with uh, several goodies, and um, one of them is a <clears throat> a zine called Dark Tides. Little little zine called Dark Tides, which is a swashbuckling wave crawl. Solo or micro RPG, um, so kind of a, a condensed way of playing the game, uh, or a little mini game. And then the other thing that it came with was this killer, killer, killer um, map of the Black Caribbean, fold-out map of the Black Caribbean. Oh, nice. And on the other side, it has a map of an island, which I'm assuming is like your your home base or whatever, as mm-hmm. your Pirate, pirate crew, yeah, right on. that's cool. Um, uh, this is without a doubt. Um, if <laughs> if we were doing our um, if this book would have arrived two weeks earlier, it would have been my vote for best RPG of 20 uh 2022. Mm. So it's that good. Like, like I would tell you, you're not going to be disappointed picking up this book. Um, caveat, real quick, short, um. 
as much as I like this, and I do, I think that the writing in some of it isn't quite as evocative as some of the writing in some of the other, like Mothership, Morkborg, some of those like short form RPGs. Like this packs so much in here. I don't think that all of the writing rises to the same level, but it's all like, there's nothing that's bad. It's just that like looking through some of the tables and I'm like, when I look at a table in Morgborg, it feels like every entry is inspired or really thought out. And then this one, it's like not quite as much, but that's a very small complaint. It's a pretty so high had, praise though. Yeah. You had, to, awesome. you, had to, you had to dig for that. You had to dig for that negative. I did have to dig for that. I'm like, is that wh- what would I complain about? It was really what I was thinking it's about. A, it's when not I, even really a negative. It's kind of like a neutral. Almost. It's a neutral. Right, yeah, yeah, like it's more, it's more of a. You don't feel like the you don't feel like the writing. Whatever writing that doesn't kind of rise to the the cream of the crop there, doesn't drag anything else about the product down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um. I think you know. There's some. There's some references to things like Pirates of the Caribbean and things like that, in in here, that um might feel a little bit meta or a little bit take you out of character things like mm-hmm. that that you might be like oh well i would have rather it been its own thing i found some of those fun and engaging and some of them i'm like oh okay yeah okay i know what that's from <laughs> uh, yeah yes craig there is an i'm sorry there is an actual adventure in it i'm sorry you you were saying you were asking a question um but there is 100 percent an adventure in it yep um cool Troy, you got anything, or shall we move on to our crowdfunding for today? All I all I got is stuff that's going to be sent out to people pretty soon. Okay, so yeah, that's Fair all. The, that's all that uh, landed on my doorstep this week. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, then, hey, let's uh, let's dive into some of these crowdfunders and uh, see what see what we can convince people to spend their money on tonight. Heck yeah. Put your money where our mouth is. Or something. Let's restart. John, Troy, and myself get an itch to do some writing every once in a while, and when that happens, we publish it through World of Game Design. Head on over to store.wogd.com to find books like Oceanic Depths, Scrap Rats, and Motherload that feature design by your delightful and charismatic hosts. Again, that's store.wogd.com. W-O-G-D dot com. All right. So we're going to start off with some rapid fires. Um, Troy, uh, your fa- your favorite RPG company uh, is first on the list. What do you got? <laughs> favorite RPG company. Uh, Ian Publishing is doing uh, their Level Up uh, Gate Pass Gazette Annual for 2022. This takes their uh, uh, magazine that they've that they've had for the past, mm-hmm. or for last year. It takes the ten uh, the ten issues that they've had, compiles mm-hmm. them, and it puts them out in a, in a hardback. Nice, um, yeah, nice. So it's like you know, thirty three archetypes, six backgrounds, an artificer class, uh, two new combat traditions, eight new cultures, six destinies, twelve exploration challenges, forty six feats. Seven heritages, forty-two magic items, twenty-five new monsters, eleven mundane items, and fourteen new spells. Let me land on this just for a second, if I may. They had yeah. me at Spider Folk and Dreamborn for heritages. That's cool. Yeah, I want to know more about that. 
I'm going to have to, to dip back. I actually have a couple of the magazines. I may have to go back and see if one of those are in there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, you know, you need to dig into um, the Level Up Advanced 5e. Because mm-hmm. you've got like the, the 33 archetypes, which are subclasses. You know, Seafaring, Scourge, Stormwalker. Then you got Backgrounds, Character Class of Artificer with Bombardier, Mechanist, and Stitcher archetypes. That's cool. Um, and then you've got eight cultures like you know fake court blood pact a- the avion sky seeker um destinies death knight fire light um so it's like there's so much and then you and then all of that stuff you're like oh yeah yeah and then you've got heritages too the constructed the spider folk and the dream board it's like mm-hmm. aren't those all the same thing well you gotta kind of like dig in and find out what do you know anything about uh we got a question in chat from hey mosaic firefly how you doing uh do you, do you know anything about the Dreamborn, Troy, in, in your reading? I do reading? not. I do not know about the Dreamborn. I do not have that issue, apparently. Yeah, they've got mm. some information about the the constructed. Now, obviously, I think that's like yeah. their... What's cool about it is the, the artwork that they have here gives me kind of like a Bioshock vibes for Big mm-hmm. Daddy, mm-hmm. In it, which is pretty cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind playing a Big Daddy in a, in a D&D campaign. Um Let's see. They got the fate holder. I'm kind of looking through here really quick to see. I don't really see. There you go. The spider folk. They just don't. You, it's so small. It's impossible to see exactly yeah. what they what they are. But you, it's, I guess it's maybe they're effectively drow like because they kind of have like the white hair, uh, cobalt uh, skin, multiple arms, that kind of stuff. They don't look like actual spider spider people. They just look like they've got multiple yeah. appendages. And multiple eyes. You've got eight eyes. That's cool. Man, mm-hmm. imagine your cool. imagine your optometry bill. <laughs> oh my gosh! Quad vocals. Yeah, I've got I've got astigmatism. I'm short. I'm, I'm nearsighted <laughs> and I'm farsighted. Uh, awesome. Well, that's a uh, Gate Pass Gazette annual from uh, Level Up Five E. Yes. And, you got 20, and this is one of their weird ones. This is not one of their quick starters. You've got 24 days as of this recording. Oh, yeah. Right on. Yeah, and they, and I mean, they're way beyond their goal. Too, they're way beyond. If you get it, you're going to get it. Yeah. 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 Uh, what's, the, what's the investment on this, Troy? Do we know? Oh, it just, looks like the, the bargain basement. Like your PDF, I think, is 20. 25. 25. Yep. And hardcover is 49. There you go. Yeah. 220 pages. That's still not bad. I'm telling yeah. you, man. These third-party publishers out there that are printing books for for fifty bucks, they're still they're still doing it. They're making it happen. Yeah, so that's reasonable for the for that page count and for what we're seeing here and the quality, the artwork and everything, and the layout and design and everything like that that's going into it. So really, the yeah. only thing I think that's in question is just content at that point. Yep. Yeah, and uh, Keith is asking if we can send him a link. I'll drop the links at the chat as we talk. Yeah, but you're also we'll 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 post links elsewhere as we go along, so you have them for reference. All right. Cool. I'm I'm all about this. Let's move along, though. Um, this one I'm going to bring up again because I'm pretty happy about it, and they were a lot of fun on the show. So I thought, why not? Um, this is Realms of El Grun. Um, this is one of our uh, clients over at World of Game Design. Um, this is Corey and Cheney. These two fellas came to us with this really rad. Uh, new RPG that's really super simple, uses a single die, um, has a really condensed set of rules, and has a really rad setting. 
um, where you have this dungeon planet. And if you've listened to us for long, you've probably heard the interview that we had with, with those two fellas. Um, but um, I, I really like this and the art puts it over the top. Um, yeah. Yeah. We launched this project uh, almost a week ago and it's at uh, almost $8,000. Um, so it's doing very well, right on track, a little bit better than what we had expected maybe. So um, we're very happy with that. Um, but we could use your help. We're getting pretty close to, or they are getting pretty close to unlocking another stretch goal. And then uh, I think Cheney's already said, or Corey's already said, that um, there is a cool PvP game that it might be unlocked later on down the road. So mm-hmm. yes. um, we'll just have to see. Man, I'm telling you what, like I'll stick on this just for a quick, for a second. I said it before, I said it again. God, I love this artwork. I really yeah, love this. It's artwork. so it's, fun. It's what if I'll tell you what it feels like to me. I think I said it before in their interview. It feels like kind of like a, an even more like a heavy metal version of Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's just it's just a little bit more grit and a more. It's like an elevation of weirdness to it. Yeah, and look, it's absolutely fantastic. Incredibly detailed inking. Yeah, on the artwork, yeah. and there's several different artists that are contributing for this series. So there's a lot of cool art once you get down into it. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, man, I think like Cheney is their world builder, and I think he's create like much as I love the art. The more I dive into their setting, the more I read mm. into it, the more I'm hooked. So um, I really think you got something special here. So. Yeah, I love this, man. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's um, Realms of Elgrun. You can pick up uh, the digital set for 15 buckaroos. Um, and you can pick up the two main books for 36 bucks, or the boxed set um, for uh, 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 48 bucks. And there's also a deluxe box set for a little bit more than that. Already um, got it. That's right. Beans. The deluxe box set is pretty cool. Um, it has a exclusive, like, trifold mini screen that we're putting out with it and then it has mm-hmm. an extra copy of the player's guide what we call the dungeoneer's guide um and some other interesting stuff but but i think it's a really it's a really great value honestly like we that was kind of their chatting with them like they really wanted this whole thing to be as reasonable as possible for people and so um every tier it was about what's the lowest we can sell this at and still still get by because they they wanted it to be something that people were comfy uh picking up and i mean that you know deluxe box set it's only 60 bucks yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that's and you're and you're definitely getting you know like like what we just talked about you know with uh Ian Publishing putting out a hardback book at fifty. Mm-hmm. You're getting that you're getting that content in this. And it's a box. And these are possible. these are not small zines, to mm-hmm. be clear. Like they're they're small books, like you know, small dimensions, but mm-hmm. I think like I think each one of them is like over seventy pages each, right? Mm. Uh, for the two main books. So there's like a hundred and fifty to two hundred pages in just the two main books. And then there's an adventure zine with I think at this point, four adventures that go that goes along with it. So you're getting 200 pages of content pretty easily, oh, um, which is pretty fun. Cool. All right. Well, let's move right along from there. Troy, you've got the next one, I believe. Yes. Uh, locked Lairs and the Puzzles That Keep Them. 
Now, this one I found really super intriguing because how many times are you reading in an adventure or you see in a movie or whatever, you know, oh, yes, this tomb or this treasure has been has been locked away from everybody for for hundreds of years, many generations, centuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're you're running the thing and it takes, you know, three three skill checks of 15 or higher and you get it. Mm-hmm. It's just so uh, happened that the level that I was at was just the right level that it needed to be. Yeah, it's like how in the heck did this thing stay locked or hidden for all those years but these this group of Monty Python rejects that are playing at my table <laughs> just so happened to have the right set of skills to open this mm-hmm. door in like two or three checks or even just one. Well, this thing, uh, Lock Layers, gives you uh, a system agnostic, but it kind of gives you that whole, it, it makes it pay off. You know, it, it makes it so that it gives it a reason that, yeah, this thing is locked and and here's why it's locked and how it's locked and what you have to do to get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be even like little little missions to find other things to come back and do whatever, but it it makes it real in your world as to why. So cool. I, thought, I wanted to give that a shout out because I thought that was a really cool thing to do because that is one thing that always kind of bugged me. It's like, how are these guys the ones that get in the, get through the, the magic door? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and it's very reasonably priced too. I was looking through yeah. here. Um, you can get uh, a soft cover for thirty bucks, um, or you could get a hard cover for forty one dollars, which that's a steep discount. They say that's a forty five percent discount, which I believe. Um, I believe it's very reasonable there. Um, right on. <clears throat> cool. Well, that is uh, locked layers and the puzzles that keep them. Let's move along to another one that we've done an interview for already, but uh, just went live this week. This is Lycoma. Yeah. <laughs> we chatted with these guys uh, a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. And had a blast. Um, and then they went live. And like I said, I would. I backed this at the box set level. Um, and I could not be more pleased. Um, this is 60 bucks for another box set. I think that's very that's a reasonable price. And you know, their hope and plan is to unlock even more as they move along let's see some of the stretch goals they've already unlocked um a pamphlet containing six sample jobs was added to the box uh pieces of eden an adventure for the when was unlocked a Mm. booklet of npcs was also unlocked uh and then they are right close to unlocking six custom d6 dice and I believe all cool. uh, I could be wrong, but I, as I understand it, all that goes into the box. Um, so oh, heck yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about all this and, and glad that they're doing uh, so well. So keep it up guys. Okay. Uh, just a couple more here in the rapid fires. Troy, uh, what do you got? I've got uh, a fistful of curiosities. It's a game master's resource. It's 10 
site-based mysteries, oddities, and puzzles um, that you can drop in wherever. And I was like, I, I, I'm not sure, you know, the scope of this thing, but I, th- I figured, you know, you know how I am. I'm a bargain shopper. Two bucks. Two bucks. Two bucks minimum. And you can you can give more if you want, but you know the, the minimum is two bucks, and and it just gives you know and, and it just gives you different ideas that you can sprinkle in to to make things interesting, or you know for those enterprising game masters out there, I'm sure you're going to find one of these little curiosities that's going to spark something, and you're going off the rails in a new campaign, um, and they're they're. Uh, their mindset for this is, or their design principle is the crunch is the fluff. So they're, they're telling you how things work, but they're not giving you what skill checks to make and things like that. It's just what's going on. And so it lets the game master, uh, modify and tweak and twist so that it fits in whatever setting, whatever rule system, whatever story they're doing. So there's no, and there's no unanswered mysteries. There's no unsolvable puzzles. Um, there's nothing left as guesswork for the, for the game master other than, you know, molding it and massaging it into your campaign. Sweet. I like this one. Okay, cool. Uh, and then you got another here. I do. Well, I got two, man. This is yeah. $1 one-shots. That's Penny right. Dragon. Well, I mean, come on. The Curse of King Kulain. And on the name alone, I am going to back this. Because mm-hmm. it's that very, that very Celtic um, feeling. But, you know, it's one of those epic one-shots where, you know, you get the encounter, you get the NPCs, you get the magic items, you get the maps, you get all the stuff from Penny Dragon. And, you know, Penny Dragon puts out quality stuff. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, and like I said, every time they drop one of these things, I'm going to talk about it. Yeah, they do the Mag of Holding, which we've talked about before, Yes. Too. Yep. And I've got most of these things um, already, and so I'm not going to I'm not going to not get this one. So... <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, you know, Alright, that was uh, The Curse of King Killain. Killain spelled C-I-L-A-I-N. Troy, last one here. Lance and Starship. Lance and Starship. My buddy Guillermo. Same thing. Adaptable Encounters. One dollar. Come on now. Um, and, and But this one, he's kind of going into a little bit of, a little bit of uh, sci-fi stuff, too. Um, King Kool-Aid? No. No. Um, the the first one, Adaptable Encounters, is Knights and Dragons. So this one includes ten encounters that you can add to your classic role playing game. You know, with chivalry and dragons and knights and all that stuff. The other other Adaptable Encounters for this one is uh, Space Perils and includes ten encounters to enrich, you know, your weird, funny, odd fantasy sci fi games. And you can also um, go back and get some of the past ones too. Um, there's also another, uh, 5e adventure, uh, 5e slash OSR adventure, the bridge of suffering. I don't even know what that's about. Cause I don't need to, I want something called the bridge of suffering in my campaign. And it's Guillermo and I, yep. lo- I love Guillermo stuff. And so he's going to get, 
He's going to get a nod every time he launches. Cause he's going to get a nod every time he launches. So you guys just might as well just put that on like get your... Get used to uh, it. <laughs> yeah, get used to it. Put it on your auto charge, auto auto back on your Kickstarter. <laughs> right on. Right on. All right. Cool. Well, that's uh, Adaptable Encounters, The Lance and the Starship. Now, believe it or not, we have made it through to the uh, several larger uh, things that we want to talk about. Maybe not larger, and- but... Yeah, let's be honest. Let's be honest. This this rapid fire was kind of not even. This it's all just one big thing because we're all over the place on this. That's right. We, we well, we've and, been away for too long. And you know what? This is probably a good time, and we'll get John to weigh in here a little bit. But this is this is. I was really excited about this crowdfunding corner in particular um, because I think Troy, you said it as part of the announcement, but like, um, it's nice to get some to get some excitement uh, about RPG stuff right now. And it's, mm-hmm. it's nice to throw money and support towards uh, creators right now. Cause all this other nonsense that we're going to talk about on Tuesday next stream mm-hmm. um, is, is kind of gotten in the way of some of the, the joy and fun that's yes. typically associated yeah. with this side of the hobby. Right. Yeah. I think it's galvanized the community in supporting third part third party publishers for sure especially the smaller ones Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm there's there are so there's so much out there that i don't think people don't realize it that's one of the things i love as a a niche that we kind of serve on the on the show is uh we kind of do some of the heavy lifting for you at least there's more out there that we've missed we already know it but at least this is the stuff that we gravitated towards that that really tickled our fancy and and uh and interested us but i love the fact that we go out there and we find these these diamonds not even in the rough there's just so much out there we're just digging through piles of gems and finding the shiniest ones that caught our attention so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah well, and uh, that kind of leads us to the other exciting thing that we're going to have fun with uh, for next Sunday, right? Which uh, was called the Golden Geek Awards and is now going to be called something different because somebody already laid claim to Golden Geek, evidently. Well, um, I found out I found out a few people have laid claim to the Golden Geek, and so it wasn't just it's not just one thing. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, but but regardless, we're going to do some sort of gaming geek award, golden geek award, whatever, whatever next week. And it's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to get to support our uh, creators in another way again next mm-hmm. week. So um, I th- I'm excited. I'm excited that we're getting to bookend our our OGL discussion with positive reinforcements toward the community. Yes. And hopefully hopefully Tuesday is we can. <laughs> positively reinforce the community on Tuesday, if, if nothing else. Um, okay, so let's dive back in here. Troy, what do you got here for? Well, I'm going to I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what you were just talking about with, you know, what we're going to talk about on Tuesday. And, you know, if, if people will have noticed that a lot of the things that I pick up on as far as Kickstarters are 5e products, because I want I'm going to say this again on Tuesday, but I'm going to say it now. 5e is not D&D. 5e is not Wizards of the Coast. 5e is mm-hmm. not Hasbro. 5e is a great system and there's people out there that now more than ever need your support and need your help as far as creators go. 
and there, it's no reason to stop buying third-party 5e content because that is not D&D. That is the game that you're playing. That is that is 5e, period. Call it whatever you want. The mechanical medium by which is, it is the, the most widely adopted rule set that people are using to get their their uh, their publications out there in as many hands and seeing as having as many eyes upon it as possible. Exactly. That's you said it a lot better than I was fumbling <laughs> through. So yes. So don't stop buying five E products if you want to ignore the big boy. Fine, Ig- ignore them, but still play it. Still, still run some stuff and and buy con buy all your content from third-party publishers because you know really they were pushing this rule set in directions and in ways that Watsy never could yeah never would so well we're really and i think you're maybe gonna i think this one touches on this this next kickstarter but like um i really felt like in the last few months last six months to a year we have entered like the third evolution of the 5e game. We've talked about that a couple mm-hmm. of times on the show. Like I think we're in this 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 stage where like the community, a creator community around 5e is firing on all cylinders. They understand the rule set, they understand what it's good at, what it's not good at at its base, and they understand how to manipulate it to get the results that they want. And so some of the best most um uh most brilliant products have come out in the last year for 5e mm-hmm. and i think that this tail end of design just like just like with ad and d like in those last few years we got all these amazing settings and and adventures like planescape right like on the tail end of a system you get some of the best design and um i'm, I'm excited about that so anyhow troy tell us a little bit about one shot huck linen's sinker <laughs> all right this is a the one pound one shot Huck Linen's sinker, um, you know, very similar to all the other ones. And, you know, it cost you a pound or about two bucks. And this one is a, is a, what they refer to as a play space with I like seven. That. Yeah. I, I thought that's, that's really cool. Um, but it's, it's got seven quest hooks and it's a, it's an inn or a, a tavern that's kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's like three miles away from a town, but it gets more business out here than the town gets. And you kind of want to know why. And, you know, the, what What do you get for this? You get the, the tavern, a thorough breakdown of the tavern, a, a list of all the key figures within the tavern, including Huck uh, Lenon, who's apparently an unsavory type of guy. It's, it's definitely Huck Linen. Linen. Because it's yeah. hook, line, and sinker. Oh, jeez. I, <laughs> I wondered why they call it. Hang on a second. Who wrote this? Gotta be a dad. Gotta, Gotta be a dad. Be a dad Gotta... that wrote that. John, did you write this? Nope. So whoever this is, though, they've got a dad wagon. They and do like a have a pile of kids wagon. in the back and yeah. a mortgage. There's somebody, whoever this is. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but uh, apparently what is going on in this tavern there's a there's a pit fighting arena so that mm-hmm. there's there's pit fighters that you have in here as well and the idea is the reason why it gets so much business is all the illegal and illicit activities that goes on here so this could be something that you could put drop into your campaign again anywhere 
mm-hmm. and spice it up. It's going to add a little bit of life to what's going on. You're going to have these these NPCs that you can start building relationships with, or maybe not relationships, but rivalries, mm-hmm. and just make your campaign that that you know more unique to what uh, to what your players are doing. So. Heck and they've yeah. got map packs and stuff like that. And I, I talked about this creator a while back and picked up uh, one, of the, one of their offerings, Giant Problems, Giant Solutions. It's pretty cool. So mm. I can say that, uh, yeah, you're, you're going you're gonna to get a nice little bit of content for your, for your two bucks. Mm. Very you know. cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I bought into this hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Um, all right. So this next one, I, I always debate talking about like our own projects, not because I don't think they're cool, but just because uh, I don't want to, I don't want to oversell or, or come off as whatever. Um, but I want to talk about this one for a couple of reasons. Um, first off, because I really like uh, first. Yeah. I really like, um, what Shadow Zach is doing with Grim Weird Tales. I think it's a really fun idea to do like an anthology of genre specific adventures that aren't tied together, but just, you know, just, just, just tied together by genre, right? Um, and so I, I, I'm a fan of Grim Weird Tales as one of the product lines that we put out um, under our horror epics. Um, I thought that the first several adventures have been great. Um, I didn't have much of a hand in any of them other than, you know, helping push them forward, but I didn't get to write. Um, uh, Zach asked me to write for this next round and um, that was really fun. So this next round is actually two adventures called Grim Weird Tales Volume 3 and 4. We decided to go ahead and do two volumes this time because we're just not sure what the OGL situation is going to turn into. And we wanted to make sure we got wrapped up the anthology um, before <laughs> before we couldn't. Um, <laughs> so we've got volumes three and four. Volume three is written by myself. Volume four is written by my great friend, Graham Ward. Um, uh, my Mine is called Temptation. His is called The Right of Blackbeard. Mm. Um, his is like this weird cult um, and this weird... It's just weird all the way around. Weird, unnerving, unwholesome. Um, but great writing, great writing. I mean, Graham's Graham's a um, he's a pro DM, professional game master. He is um, uh, a theater snob. I think is the is the word that goes with that, right? <laughs> is that what that is that? that how aficionado, uh, snob, prima donna. No, yeah, snob. Oh. No, no. Okay. I, I didn't say that. That's what he was. I'm just yeah. No, but he's words. whatever he is. He's also a delight. Um, and he so, sure is, man. um, so I'm super happy that we got him uh, to write on this anthology. I had a lot of fun with mine. Mine is the shortest of all of them. Um, I, I don't know that I did that intentionally, but you can definitely run mine in a single session. Um, just a fast, fast little thing. Um, but yeah, just gothic core fantasy. Um, to tickle your innards, I guess. Um, I love these. Well, I, I Zach's. I know you're trying not to sell it too hard or pitch it too hard, but so let me let me say this: I'm not connected to these at all. But I, I looked at this ahead of time. First of all, you're absolutely right. Graham is a mensch. I love Graham to death, and he's a, and he's. I've seen the stuff that he's written, and it's really good. But there's like a, 
I think that there are a lot of the sensibilities from his, his experience in acting plays into the drama of what he writes. It's almost Shakespearean in the way that he delivers it. Um, and uh, these are great. It's actually, uh, I've, I've liked the other, the first two volume of the Grim, Grim Weird Tales. I'm glad that these three, these two are actually going to end up coming out uh, before, um, before anything occurs to kibosh them. So uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to get them. They look great. Um, I do like, I like both of the, the um, kind of like the scenarios that wrap around between the two of them. So the Grams is how many pages long? This is like 25. Uh, we haven't got to lay out with Grams yet, but my gut tells me that you're going to get like probably 30 pages out of that sucker. That's good, man. Yeah. And then it, yours is a little bit less than that, like 25. It's, it's probably, mine's going to be closer to probably like 18, something like gotcha. that. Um, you know, once you add like appendices for maps and stat blocks, it's impossible for it to get under like 12. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but, but the adventure is pretty tight as far as my concern. It's really just takes place in, in a chapel and the little house connected to it for the most part. Um, and, um, I, I, I literally wrote it like Zach was like, Oh, I'd love for you to write this. And I sat down and like an evening and wrote most of temptation. Um, and just was like, Oh, this is <laughs> so terrible. Like, hopefully you enjoy this because I really, I really had a lot of fun with it. You hear that, you hear that John? I'm about to, like shut up. I was about to say Troy, just rub it in. <laughs> just, just in oh, an you know, I was just and I was like, I was I was smoking a cigar, drinking some cognac one night, and I just yeah, you know, pooped <laughs> out an adventure. It was super easy and really awesome. So I don't know that it was really awesome, but it was really fun. How about that? Uh, <laughs> it was really quick. <laughs> was really I, quick. I want mine. I want mine to be at least mediocre, but it'll be a it'll be a uh, it's misery, <laughs> beloved delicious misery while I'm writing it. That's, for That's sure. right. Um. I'll say that like this one is gonna like um I've got a few other 5e things that like might come out might be underlined right at this mm-hmm. point so this is like the last thing that is certain to come out of mine for 5e and so that gives this one a little bit of extra weight and I'm like I cannot not talk about this yeah um if it's if it's going to be the last thing on this 5 year jaunt of a 5th edition projects um you gotta, you gotta talk about it. Um, also, it's not on our list mainly because it doesn't need to be like it's doing great. But um, I'll, I'll give a shout out real quick to Patrick, um, who is another one of the members on our team who's also doing a five E project called the Very First Heist. Um, and uh, I'll post a link there in the chat. But um, so it's a low level heist adventure for fifth edition. Patrick's doing amazing work. Um, this is part of his series. We're hoping to push through and get to complete the series um, under the 5e banner. So um, support Patrick and his endeavors while you can, I guess. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Let's move along, move shall along. we? Uh, Troy, you got you got a cool... Man, this is a 5e night, and I'm happy about it. What you got here? Mechanical Monsters, Clockworks, and Cyborgs for 5e and Pathfinder. Um, role-playing game, which I, I, I don't, I didn't see whether or not it was Pathfinder second edition or Pathfinder first edition. It's one E and two E, I think actually. Yeah. I think this, I think this fellow, um, I think legendary games publishes under both, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, I mean, exactly what it sounds like. It's, it's, Mechanical monsters. You've got all different kinds, like walking eyes, ferro fluid ooze, 
soulbound shells, cranial dissectobots, uh, whatever that could be, and then inevitables. Um, mm-hmm. And those are for your, uh, like the sci fi or the, the fantasy part. Then you've got sci fi ones as well um, Star Fairies, Vortex Dragons, Living Nebula. Um, so th- this Kickstarter is for two books. You get you get the alien the alien bestiary, and then the the fantasy one as well. So, I mean, the the artwork is really cool. Um, this is a quick starter, so it's not going to be out for very long. It's only going to be a three week deal. There's no stretch goals. This is it is what it is. You get what you get. Um, as of this recording, there's 18 days left to go, and Legendary Games puts out some really cool stuff. So, uh, as a point of clarity, it is going for Pathfinder One initially. Pathfinder One. Uh, this is the Kickstarter is Pathfinder One and Five E, but they hope to maybe in the future do a Pathfinder Two One, depending on how again the whole OGL thing works out. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Clockworks and Cyborgs for Five E. Uh, all right. Well, I am going to talk. Codex is like the oh, is yeah. the I'm sorry. Alien Codex is essentially like their the PHP for this, right? These are both expansions to that product. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. So, so. just to make, I just want to make sure I brought it up because yeah, for, yeah. if you want to grab an add-on and, and pick that up also, that's, you can lump, you can lump that into this as well. You oh, got oh, see, for all the, yes. Yeah. You got all the, 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 there are three dozen playable races, hundred feet spells, magical items, 200 ready to play stat blocks, yada, yada, yada. So there's like another, there's a, this is really a trilogy of books and these are the, the two mm. that are coming out in, uh, in addition to, yeah. Sweet. Yep, yep, yep. Carry on. Uh, let me tell you about one of my favorite 5e creators out there. Because um, they're doing a Kickstarter right now. This is Limitless Adventures, putting out Limitless Non-Player Characters, Volume 2. This is 100 NPCs uh, detailed for your 5e campaign, including stats, treasure, and 300 adventure ideas. Um, all right. Before I get into this product, let me say that Andy Hand um, and his crew, Mike, uh, and and anybody else that they they work with, but especially Mike and Andy, are uh, gems of people. We've talked mm-hmm. about them before. Um, great people to be around. Great people to support you. Great people to have your back. And they make really cool um, uh, books for 5e, like... One of the things I love most about them that, I, like, I think it's still hard to find a lot of uh, uh, game books that have this is that they don't just put stat blocks and little write ups for each one of their creatures. They have these quest hooks and loot tables and everything tied to every single stat block that they put together. So this isn't just a book of creatures or a book of NPCs. It's a book of uh, ways to use those things. And I think that is the one of the best ways to build a book like this, um, I'm really always happy when I open them up and I'm like, yeah, this, this, this is useful. It's useful stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, so this is volume two. They've also done, uh, three books of limitless encounters. So a variety of encounters. They've done a couple books of limitless monsters, um, aside from their NPCs. And then they've done like a setting book and all sorts of things. Um, the other cool things is that they've announced that they're going to do their own RPG, um, coming out later, uh, 
in a few months. And uh, I haven't even told you guys this yet, but um, they asked if I would write a little guest piece on it. So I'm really excited to get to work on a Limitless project uh, here before too long. That was very nice of them to ask. Take it to the limit. That's right. Uh, And the other thing that's really cool is that um, we're going to start carrying all of, or at least most of, uh, Andy's product in our store over at World of Game Design. So you're going to be able to pick up all of their books, plus all of Andy's other company, Cheat and Fair Games. We're going to carry all of their stuff, which are a bunch of like card games and zines and things like that. All that's going to be in our store probably in about a month. Um, and uh, there's some of it there already, but golly, uh, there's one person that I'm going to steer you towards to go buy up their stuff here mm-hmm. at the tail end of the OGL. It's Andy. I couldn't um, agree more. Yeah, yep. I love Andy. Yeah, and, and oddly enough, uh, it seems like when whenever we go to the same convention, somehow we share the aisle. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're somewhere we're in relation buddies. to them. I was convinced the last, like the last two times, I was convinced that was intentional. But you keep telling me that that was not that it was just happenstance. <laughs> oh, we've been trying happen- to get away from him for like the past three yeah, conventions, no, and they just no, sure, we, I, whatever. I've I've called at least three conventions and said, "Is there any way?" Yes, please. <laughs> no, no, no. Andy, Andy, and Mike, they're awesome, awesome people. A lot of fun, um, and. Uh, he 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 knows I like my my cherry Dr Pepper. So that's right. Mm. You know what? Um, because Keith is in here, I'll point out to another creator that deserves your five e dollars here. Yep. There at the end. Um, uh, Keith, this is for you. But uh, Gooey Cube is doing great things as well. Yeah, they are. Um, we've talked about them numerous times, but Gooey Cube's awesome. And also, I, I sent um, you you may know him as Alphineas Goo. I call him Kim. But um, I sent Kim a, a message, a text message uh, earlier this week because he put out a very nice, I thought it was a very well thought out, very um, intelligent, heartfelt, heartfelt mm-hmm. movie on YouTube. Um, looking at this whole OGL business, not from the standpoint of a publisher, though there is some of that in there, but largely uh, from the viewpoint of a career uh, person in marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought he did a great job. and. Um, he and his crew also deserve your support. Troy, tell us about another person that deserves our support. Wait, wait, wait. Can I say? Can I say one thing before you move along? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's one thing about this that I re- that caught my eye. Okay. If we're gonna yeah, pitch, yeah. if we're gonna pitch Limitless Adventures, let me throw this out there: ten scaling foes. Yes. Let me tell you something. I love a stat block that shifts. Like it, you level up that that pain in the neck villain. There was just like a like a cut purse or a backstabber at level two or three that just follows you in the shadows all along. It grows in power as well. Scaling foes, love it. I love the idea of it. I can't. I, I can't wait to see this. I'm I'm backing it, so I can't wait to see uh, how this pans out. Just want to make sure I threw that out there because that was awesome. Yeah. All right, Troy, take it away. All right, uh, RPG Essentials, acrylic creature tokens. Ooh. Uh, this is coming from uh, from Daryl Jones out of Murfreesboro, what? Ooh, Illinois. What? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, Dang! Holy crap! I was gonna have to go to this guy's house, and knock on his door. Yeah, um, we've we've all seen the 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 flat acrylic minis, you know, skinny minis and and uh, Arc Knight and all that stuff that stand up. Mm-hmm. These, I like these. These give you the 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 area of the mini. 
They they, they lay awesome. flat on the map. And so they, it's, they're it's, die cut too. Yeah, they're die cut. Holy crap, that's awesome. I love that. So they, they took the idea of the skinny mini, took it off the base, and now it's laying flat. Um, so it makes it even quicker to use um, in, in like a convention style setting. You know, you're just, you're just throwing them out. You don't have to worry about putting the base on. And I like my skinny minis, but I will say this, the bases suck. Cause, cause you're in a hurry. You try to get the little tab in there and snap, you, you, you bust the acrylic. It's like, uh, mm. but, uh, but these, you don't have to worry about that. You just throw it on the map and you just well, go. Let me, let me I'm, 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 oh my God. This I'm more excited about this than any of the standees that you sent to me. And I'm, let me tell you something. I have slowly but surely been evangelized to enough about this to where as much of a minis guy as I am, I love my minis. This is amazing for camp, for organized play yep. in the convention space in particular. But I think one of the things that I was worried about whenever I first looked at it, I was like, that's a really great idea. That's super cool. They're thick. Like one of the things I was worried about is like trying to pick them up with my sausage link fingertips, like I'm trying to actually manipulate or pick them up and put them back or put them away or move them around or something like that. But there, there's some heft to these things. They're not, they don't look like they're floppy, flimsy, you know, acrylic panels. They're actually rigid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. They look yeah. great. They're like really, really fantastic looking. And like, the know, artwork is great. The artwork is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. Now, the the one thing that I like the the idea behind these because then when you're using actual minis and these because I I do that with my skinny minis too I use my skinny minis for the goons mm. and then like if there's a named villain I'll have a, an an actual 3D mini mm-hmm. so that way you're not which one is it again? Where's he at? You know, because you know who, who's who's the one doing that? Nope, it's the main guy. So you know who the mm. main guy is because he's three D. Everybody else is flat. And you know the that's el- the same thing. Yeah, that's cool. You know, the only thing I would complain about with this one is that it has a confusing Kickstarter page. Mm. Like I look at it, and I'm like, oh, lots of great tokens, lots of. But then, but then they get into like. This is this is a this, you had talked about small complaints earlier, right? Or like finding something to complain about. Mm-hmm. But like, I got overwhelmed with the amount of pledge tiers, the amount of different sets, the number of mm-hmm. choices in the sets, the variance of the tokens, and what I'm getting at each tier. Like at one point, it says you can get a thousand tokens, and then it says, "Oh, by the way, you get whatever we unlock as well." I don't know what that means. Like, mm-hmm. um, I I I need something somewhere dear lord because <laughs> it's so cool like there's so many and so they're so cool but i need like a freaking table or something that communicates this in a in a much more condensed way because i i scroll down this and i just get overwhelmed and i'm i'm someone who probably wouldn't like i i'm not a skinny minis person at this point i'm not even a minis person because i just don't go to a lot of in-person things but i am a uh, uh, streamlined, condensed set toolkit person, right? So these appeal to me because they're they can be packed up into a very small thing, and and I'm a I'm I'm intrigued, but I am also overwhelmed at the same time. 
I think as far as I can I can tell, I, I see what you're saying. Whenever I first started delving into it, I, I thought it's the same thing as well. There, so each set has a different grouping of creatures based on whatever the category that they're in, so like subterranean, undead, and what you're paying for, I guess, is the different. Like you can buy two sets of your choice, five sets of your choice, whatever, and so you mm-hmm. can essentially a la carte choose the sets, or they've got. Now, I think the only problem with it, to your point, I, if they had a table. I think that would be huge. Like, show me just the list of the names that yep. are out there and, like, what the categories yeah, are. I'm not... Like that because it looks amazing, right? I'm not trying to be yeah. negative. I'm saying, help me spend money. Right. <laughs> by showing me what I'm spending money on, right? Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah. Yeah, and that that's the, the downside a lot. To like, when, when Skinny Minis does it, there's so many groups and it's like you 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 pledge to uh to to select you know like five sets mm-hmm. and and then you on the on the backer kit or whatever then you go through and you pick which sets you want and some sets cost two sets worth mm-hmm. you know yes and yeah, yeah. and so you're like trying to figure out and trying to balance and it gets very Oh man, I don't. What am I getting? I, I just, you know, it does. It does become an issue at times mm-hmm. trying to select them all because you don't want to leave any behind. Well, but, I guess that's you know. the, my only other nit, nit that I'm gonna I'm gonna pick on this too is with each set. I guess you get one of each type of to- like like for legendary. There are 16 tokens in that. There are two gargantuan tokens. Mm-hmm. But the two gargantuan co- tokens are a rock and a purple worm, not two purple worms, not two rocks or anything like that. So if you get right. into like the the smaller stuff like undead, there are like one or two in there. Like there are two ghouls, two minotaur skeletons or anything like that. But if you what if I want like I need 10 skeletons because like you're, I'm not going to fight just two skeletons in a dungeon typically. Right. I mean, you could probably hodgepodge some stuff together and make it work. John, but... can you? Yeah. Yeah. And. Troy, you're probably going to have to cut this out, but John, can you make sure that sound is on? Yeah, sounds on. I haven't, okay. I haven't changed anything. No, so. no problem. We have uh, we have some requests in chat. Everybody yeah. saying they lost sound. So. Yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about. Unfortunately. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. C- yeah. Carry on. My my apologies. Very good. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying it's like the sets are great, but there's so much variety. And what if I want two hellhounds? Mm-hmm. And, but the angels and demons set only has one hell, hellhound in it. You know what I mean? So like that's like where it gets tough. Now I'll tell you what, as soon as they come out with a Kickstarter for terrain, like trees, rocks, and stuff like trees in particular that are die cut. Oh my God. Like I'll, I'll buy four sets, mm-hmm. but this is tough. This is really, really tough to get a full menagerie of, of tokens without having to buy. I need like, I need to buy 10 angels and demons sets, which is just would be silly. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm sure that there's somewhere in here that you can do a multiples, but I've not seen it. Mm. Mm. I'll dig into it. Well, Hey, let's, um, let's, um, uh, let's go ahead and move on. And uh, we'll hope that chat can catch up with us uh, and their audio here at some point as well, because it looks like we lost some stuff. We've there. Lost them. 
lost them. Yes. But yeah. Um, my only, yeah, my only, my only complaint, I guess, you know, you, you mentioned how it's a little bit confusing. I see like at the table, this being kind of strange because they are laying absolutely flat. Mm. And there's no verticality to them at all. Mm-hmm. You know, so that, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that would be kind of weird for me, you know, mm. for once mm-hmm. to kind of just like, there's everything is just, there's nothing sticking up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. other than that, yeah, I think these are great. And like mm-hmm. the artwork is fantastic. So. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's move along to, uh, how about a mothership project? We're right here at the tail end of our evening. Mothership Nirvana on Fire Expanded Edition. Um, th- this is um, by our friend at Magnum Galaxy Games, Dave Kenny. Um, he had already done early, early on in the mothership uh, space. He did a book called Nirvana on Fire that I have on my shelf and I really like. Thought about running it a couple of times, so may have to do that at some point. Um, uh, so I, I, I guess I say all that to say that like I'm excited for an expanded edition of this. Um, it's going to have some uh, uh, cool extras, but the big thing is that at the bigger tier you can get a boxed set and uh, Holy smokes, this box set is a lot. It is a Warden's reference screen. It's the zine. It's a facility and colony map poster. It's a custom D100 plus D20 dice set. Um, it's got an iron-on patch. It's got the box. Um, and then um, anything that comes as part of the stretch goals. Um, this is a lot. Um, and I'm I'm pretty jazzed about it. Uh, uh, and Dave's just a great guy. This is another example of somebody who's like cool, cool to work with, cool to be around, um, makes cool stuff. So why not, uh, throw him your extra dollars? Yeah. You don't just root for for the project. You root for the creator, which you're rooting. You want to root for him anyway. Right. But Dave makes it so easy to do. (laughs) Yep. Right. Yep. Right. God, I love this art. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Hallelujah. I'm so, I'm so in love with mothership and everything that has been, I'm, like I know that we've, and I don't, I don't want to stick on it too much, but I know that we we lament what happened with the OGL. But I think all it really did, more than anything else, is it it kind of was like a wake up call to the the gaming community as a whole to say there's other stuff out there, and it is equal, if not I I don't want to say better, but better. Like it's like there's some really really great stuff out there that you just have to explore and be willing to step out of your comfort zone to get into. And this is one of those products like mothership's fantastic. Like that Morkborg has been like that. There's so much other stuff out there that deserves your attention and your dollars thrown at it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Heck yeah. All right. Well, that is our mothership project for this evening. Okay. Gosh, uh, we have, uh, looks like two more two here. More. Troy, uh, what do you got? Wait, oh, hang on a second. Are they oh. the ones that did Die Hard on, on yeah. uh, the... Yeah, 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 yeah. It was? Oh, my God. Okay. They immediately... Hang on a second. I'm sorry. I know we were moving on. Dying yeah. Hard on Heartlight, Heartlight Station is freaking awesome. And it is a mothership adventure. Uh, it's their signature adventure, really. But it's like... It's Die Hard meets Alien. And whenever... whenever I'm saying mm-hmm. Die Hard 
Like the names aren't even obvious are barely even obfuscated in it. Like Nakatomi space station or like, <laughs> or the, I think what the, like the security chief or something like that was like something McLean, like Dave McLean or something like that. Right. It is, it's, it is mothership totally, but it's also, there's like a, a this wink and, a, and like a, a tongue in cheek that's going on in there that just is oh chef's kiss. So good. So yeah. it, I, I forgot that Dave, Dave did the did Dave did uh, die uh, dying hard on heart live station. So yeah. yep, I'm double backing at this point. I, I compel back. you to to back it as well. Carry on. There you go. Uh, all right, Troy. All right, Penny Dreadfuls. Luna Publishing and their Penny Dreadfuls is back. We've got Savage Shapeshifters. For how much? A buck. Gotta love it. Um, the the shapeshifters in this are the kind that I liked where they're, they don't just transform Hulk style. It's the, the werewolf is on the inside and it rips mm. out of your flesh. Wasn't it the Gross. howling that was like that? I think the howling was like that where you were like, yes. the, like where the muzzle of the wolf comes out of the <laughs> mouth and everything like that. Yep. <laughs> everything. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and you, you've got some, some, some cool adventures in here. Uh, trash tin tots. Pack of were were rat thieves. Um, you get down into the sewers to find them, and oh, they're hiding something else that did you didn't know was down there. Uh, the hunter's lodge. You get talked into going out and and, and hunting down some werewolves, but uh, you find out that the hunters are hunting the werewolves for a different reason. So, who do you side with? Do you side with the hunters, or do you side with the werewolves? If the werewolves are going to do this, I'm siding with the hunters. I'm going to go ahead and say that right now. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> like, like, I I appreciate a good moral dilemma, but if if this is if this is the art that you place in front of me as a player, and you're like, now do you side with the hunters or do you side with these guys? I'll be like the hunters. <laughs> you know, like, the hunters are all like wearing overalls and plaid shirts, and they yeah. got a hatchet and a big grin on their face versus. Yeah, this, this gruesome creature of the night. But I mean, uh, you know, m- maybe the werewolf person is a very nice person. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. this this art does not suggest a very nice person. Well, I mean, you can't judge it. You can't judge a book by I, the flesh it rips off itself. That's right. that's exactly how you're supposed to judge a book. <laughs> one of the best ways to judge a one book. Of the, one of the best ways. Um, but yeah, you get you get some nice adventures all all uh, centered around the the shape shifting where creature theme, and I mean, come on, there's one called Wilbur. Yeah, yeah. about a were boar. You just got pig. I mean, yeah, were pig. Yeah. Were boar. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, and Pity dreadful. The pity dreadful stuff coming out of Luna Publishing is really cool. All their stuff is scalable. They've got you know maps. The treasures, encounter stat blocks, um, and it's all five E. Plus, there's a supplement, Blood Moon, and it is a, it is a, the new race, uh, the Garu. Five new subclasses, including uh, Sewer Rat Rogue and the Skinwalker Ranger. Um, shape changer, shape changer themed spells, themed magic items, Feral Child backgrounds. So, sounds to me like That's you could be the little guy from uh, Road Warrior. Uh, Skinwalker Ranger and Sewer Rat Rogue are great names. Mm-hmm. And the hardest part about making a name in this day and age 
Uh, part, hardest part about making a subclass in this day and age is thinking of a name that's cool that isn't already taken by someone. Mm, yeah. So, kudos. Sewer Rat Rogue is great. Um, yeah, I'm all about that. All right, last one, Troy. Last, last one. Last one. Okay. You know, I, I, I've been nice. I've been nice all show, all episode. Now I'm going to dig a little bit. Uh-oh. How long? How long has Fifth uh, Edition been out? Uh, ten years. Ten years. Ten, uh, eight. Eight years. Excuse okay. me. Okay. Uh, two thousand fourteen. Ten. Ten years with with playtest. Yes, with playtest. Yes. And y'all still can't get psionics right. But here we go. We've got paranormal power. Powered by level up. Powered by level up. Coming out. You know, we've got somebody from uh, Ian Publishing doing this. And they've got psionics for 5e and 5e level up. And it looks pretty cool. 64 pages. You've got a a, a, a heritage called the uh, the Nidraz, kind of like a serpent folk person. Um, you've got wild talents, the Esper class with 20 levels of psionics with four archetypes. Um, new powers and spells. Seven archetypes from the classic Soul Knife Rogue to the new Grand Design Warlock. Awakened Mind Combat Tradition for your Cyanite. The Mindscape is an ideomorphic battleground that allows you to change your environment with thoughts and ideas. New monsters, you know, psionic-based monsters to terrify your players with. Hmm. And, you know... This hmm. there there there's some really cool systems out there, all from third parties that have come up with a quality way to do psionics in five e. And the people that own <laughs> the thing couldn't even do it. So yeah, I'm interested to see how this one works out. That'd be cool. And um, yeah, so and honestly, if you if even if you don't like psionics, the fact that the creator, their name is Steampunkette, <laughs> that kind of to, to me sells it. <laughs> you know, um, it, it, it's already funded. It funded in, in just over an hour. It's good. And, yeah. You know, it looks cool. Yeah, I'm and all it about looks this. Really cool. I'm happy that they made that they're making nine grand too. So good. Mm-hmm. Good got 17, 17 days left in this Kickstarter. Um, pick this sucker up. That way you can, you know, actually put psionics into your Eberron campaigns. Um, you can you can run a uh, a five E Dark Sun finally and make it right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I saw that the fact that they did psionics and it's like yes, please. And I haven't been. A, upset with anything coming out of Ian publishing yet as far as 5e level up. So I really don't see as how I'm going to be disappointed with this. So. Right on. Right on. Whew. All right. Well, we made it through our list of uh, Kickstarters for the evening. Uh, but you know what? Y'all listen. Um, let's talk for a moment here. Uh, because we are gearing up. This is a perfect time to talk about. It, I think we are gearing up for madness again in February. Mm-hmm. Um, if you enjoyed this evening and you want to do that, 
every single week for a month, <laughs> get ready, because that's what's going to happen come February. Uh, we're going to do February 8th, uh, which is a Wednesday, and then every Wednesday thereafter, so the 15th and the 22nd in February, we're going to do a special Zine Palooza crowdfunding corner episode for ZineQuest. Um, so you're going to get an extra stream every week in February, dear Lord. Um, there's also going to be Zine Palooza and crowdfunding corners on some of those Sundays. So sometimes you're going to get a double dose. Um, we're going to try, but, but, but I'll, I'll note that like on Sundays, we'll probably do ourselves chatting like this. Wednesdays we'll have creator interviews with some of the people that are making these products. So. Um, it's going to be wild. Yeah. We're going to try wild, to wild. We're gonna do like we did last, the past couple of years, try to cram as many in as we can mm-hmm. without killing ourselves. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no uh, promises. yeah, no promises. Yeah. No promises. So let's talk about it. So schedule moving forward for everybody. Uh, Tuesday, the 17th, we're going to talk about the OGL. Mm-hmm. Sunday, the 22nd of January, we're going to talk about our awards and we're going to pick who those go to. Um, the 24th is a question mark, um, but I'm sure we'll have something fun there. I got some some creators knocking at the door for non-Zine Quest things, so maybe we'll do something that way. Um, a friend of the show, a reoccurring friend of the show has asked to be on, so maybe we'll squeeze them in there. Um then we've got, uh, on the 29th, we'll do another crowdfunding corner like this, I'm sure. But then, as a note, the first week of February, so the 31st through the 5th, that round right there, you won't get any streams from us because we'll be at Winter Fantasy um, in Troy's hometown of Fort That's Wayne, right. Indiana. So come hang out with us at Fort Wayne, Indiana, Winter Fantasy instead, and then we'll be back to regular scheduled programming after that on the seventh and beyond. I will say, I think we should try to at least do a at little stream some point, do some streams here and there. Cause we're going to have some people there that uh, do listen to the show and, and have yeah, that be on. Fun. Be kind of nice to have them on, on live just to pop in and say, Hey, that's right. Yeah. You might, you might get a live stream during winter fantasy, but that'll be, that'll be the, the culmination there. So lots and lots going on. Uh, next few weeks, and then a ton going on in uh, in in February itself. So, gear up, get ready. It's going to be nuts. Um, I have a feeling this Zine Quest is going to be insane. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, Catherine slash uh, Mosaic Firefly, thank you for popping in. Nice to see you again. Nice to chat. Yeah. Uh, Tim, thanks for hanging out. Girk, thanks for hanging out. Keith, thanks for hanging out. Um, Commander Root was in for a bit, uh, I believe. I know Craig was hanging out. Drapsnat, uh, Rogue Girl, Lurks, <sighs> Ashley, Alessidra, Zero One Ella. And then on YouTube, I saw some uh, cool folks, Kremlin, popping in. I don't know. Maybe that's the same person as elsewhere, but... Um, you get a double dose if you hop it on YouTube, so I guess. Um, thank you all. That's nice crew again this week, and that, that makes me happy. So, um, In the next nice few weeks. nice to know that we're not just shaking our fists into the, the air of, of, uh, of the interwebs. Sometimes. That's right. You know, yeah, that's listen. right. 
And Krindlin, and whoever else is still around, uh, last note before we go, I promise a big announcement. A big announcement before Winter Fantasy. So, get ready. Because something cool is coming down the pipe. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about it. So, with that, I guess uh, until Tuesday. We'll see you next time. Play great games, everybody. Yep. Stay safe out there until we see you next time. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode and you want to continue the conversation with us, go ahead and head on over to our Discord. There's a link in the show notes, and you can always shoot us a message on Facebook to get a link there as well. Uh, While you're at it, if you wouldn't mind, give us a like on Facebook. Give us a subscription over here on your podcast feed. Uh, Give us a review and some stars while you're at it. That would be awesome. That's the way we get in front of more people. And if you want to watch a live show, we're live almost every Sunday and Tuesday on Twitch and YouTube. And you can find links to all of that right there in the Discord. We'll see you next time. Shit. <laughs> oh my god, if I go off script at all uh, the damn thing, my mouth turns into a that was... pudding. Whatever. Just just put oh, me down god. like an old damn dog. Swear. Oh, that's like, awesome. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna be nice to you, John. I'm just gonna go ahead and stop the recording right now. Thank you. <laughs>